This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you're making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We got... Excuse me. Who? Who is this? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. What are you doing here, Spider-Man? I guess I was just coming that room. What? I'm coming that room. You're trying to attack Green Goblin? 
What did Green Goblin do? He, he was Green Goblin and Doctor Owl was Okay, well show everybody your eyes one more time. Show them this. Do this. Do this. Hi, yeah. Hi, yeah. <laughs> All right. Love you, Spider Man. Daddy's got a show to do. Okay. Hey, love you. Love you. All right. We are live. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. You got it, buddy? There you go. All right, don't forget to close it. <laughs> if you don't know, that's my son, Ben. He got a Spider-Man mask. Happy Easter to all and to all a good night. Or is that what Santa Claus says? <laughs> Nevertheless, good to be back with you. Haven't done it. So listen, we did a, we did a show, uh, 30 one straight episodes um either we doubled up a couple of them uh but it's been a big month for us we were able to take the weekend off a great easter weekend we hope that you and yours had the same had a good easter weekend uh, i know that my wife megan and i did shout out to our friends brandon landry and company over at the supper club in baton rouge it was our anniversary had a fantastic time uh and then easter was 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 amazing uh, never underestimate a kid who can hunt for Easter eggs. Never. We are the foosball and Easter egg champion. Uh, it's been a good weekend, but we got a lot of LSU stuff that we got to talk on here tonight. LSU and South Carolina recap. Both teams split a game. South Carolina beats down on LSU on Friday. And then the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that we have to continue to talk about and it seems as if now he's getting his right due. But, guys, three weeks ago, I came on the show and said, we got to talk more about Gavin Duga. You are a Gavin Duga grand slam away from getting a two-game two swept by South Carolina. LSU's battling through some injuries on the mound. We'll discuss here tonight. So, a lot to get into as they take on number 12, Kentucky, uh, this weekend. So, looking forward to to that LSU spring practice update. Give you some things I'm hearing around the program. So we haven't, look, as good as LSU baseball has been, as good as women's basketball has been, as the, the uh, WNBA draft is going on live right now, um, Alexis Morris looking fly. She's in her grandfather's suit. Got it tailored to her. It's been a whirlwind. We have not talked a lot about spring practice. I'll give you some updates here tonight. Some guys that are turning some people's heads inside that locker room or inside that coaching staff, I should say. And we'll we'll talk about them at, at length. Is Kim Mulkey going for back-to-back? Back-to-back. Uh, as Haley Van Lith is in the transfer portal, maybe you'll hear this sound really soon. Is Kim going after Haley Van Lith if... Michaela Williams, Flo J, Haley, and Angel and are all on the court at the same time. Good luck to anybody who's going to face them. Now, your key comp key opponents will still be there, South Carolina, UConn, etc. But if you get Haley Van Lith, you're just adding a, a, a young woman who averaged 19.2 points per game. If we have some time, we'll touch on that before we get to Carter, the power, Bryant, as he joins us at 7.30, like he does every Monday, he was down in Baton Rouge. I heard things got weird. I heard that he was drinking them fruity drinks again. So we'll talk uh, to Carter about some football and maybe some Zion as well. I know that he was 
<laughs> wanting to talk about Zion. I don't we'll, – we'll see. Uh, D-line coach thoughts and rumors, or not necessarily rumors, but just thoughts and search as LSU continues – uh, their search into the defensive line coach. We'll touch on that tonight. McMahon has gone portaling like his name is Dr. Strange. And then we'll, at the end of it, we'll get around your SEC and how some teams did. Uh, Roderick Dugas says, Big Blake, what's happening, dog? What's happening, Uh Wilk on YouTube says, is there a spring game this month? There is, April 22nd. That's why we're kind of talking about it. We're about 12 days out. So two weeks out um, from the spring game, what you probably should expect. Um, with it, with that, I don't think you should expect much. Tyler Townsend says, what's up? AYS crew. I had shoulder surgery today, so don't hold my, any of my comments too hard. Okay. Well, we hope you're feeling better, man. Hope you're feeling better. That shoulder surgery is not a joke. It is not a joke. Rob Boudreaux says, good evening. Good evening to you, sir. Uh, can, uh, Kenny, Futch on Facebook says a Kentucky fan told me today he has one thing to say to the Tiger Nation. Boo LSU. Well, what do you want me to say? I mean, Kentucky isn't relevant in basketball from winning a national title anymore. They continue to get taken out in the first or second round. Football, they've been good. They, you know, de- relatively good for them. Baseball is the best sport of the big three so far. So, I, and look, man, Kent- we'll talk about Kentucky at length tomorrow. Uh, pr- at deep length tomorrow, we'll, t- we'll talk about Kentucky. Um, but nevertheless, nevertheless, I, I mean, it, 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 of the big three, I would say their baseball team is the best performing right now. So we'll 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 get into them. We'll get into them. Uh Jamie Brady says softball plays Oklahoma tomorrow. Yeah, that's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a big one. Uh Doug No says JD5 landed number nine on ESPN's QB list. No other SEC quarterbacks were on that list. That is true. Not only that, uh Jaden's Heisman odds continue to grow as now. He is seventh. He was. He actually started from our partners over at Battle Line. He started out at twelfth and has climbed his way all the way to seventh uh, on the odds. Hey, speaking of odds, which made me think about this, um, did y'all see the UFC two four two eighty seven? Man, Israel Adesanya, my God, my God, what a dude, man, what a dude. Chance Babin says, show pre or post game tomorrow. I'll let you know. I don't know yet. I don't know. My family, um, so I guess I can give you this update. I don't know if we're going to do shows or not, uh, but we're going to the beach. So Ben and them are leaving tomorrow. Uh, Megan and Ben and and Jewel are leaving tomorrow. They'll be with her parents, and then me and my mom are going down there on on Friday uh, morning. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, we'll probably do shows from the beach again. Every time we go to the beach, we bring on our good friend, Josh Pate. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I know what we had been talking. He's, he's storm chasing. Uh, Mike Tiger on Facebook says, tell Kim to pick up Haley on her way back. We'll see. Ed reader on YouTube says Kentucky was swept by lowly Georgia. Were they swept or they, did they, uh, lose two or three? 
They might have been swept. I, I'd have to go. I, I'm gonna have to go through my notes. Mike Anzalone on YouTube says, "Doom and gloom, LSU baseball fans. They can't win every game. Uh, they will win lots of series. Everybody needs to chill." I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Andrew says, "Izzy got Alex on it with a two piece and a soda. Not only a two piece. Um, he, I mean, he got him with a two piece to start off with, and then he got him a two piece. So really, a four piece, four piece tenders. And by the way." This, this look, I I get some people say that Canes has bland chicken, but stop with your Zaxby's takes. Stop it, David Cohn. I'm looking at you. All this Rudy Pooness going on out here in these people streets. Raising Canes is overrated. Okay, what's well, funny because Ty Graves is a call away from getting every one of them out of Ann Arbor. Oh, look at Pooh. Cookie on the beach. I want to say something, but I, I feel I know that you won't take this the wrong way, but I know that everybody else will. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Cookie ain't going on no beach. That pale skin. She ain't got that. She ain't got that Italian coming out of her. Uh, Dane. Dane. I'm not. Hush. Chill out. Chill out. Dane Bergeron says, good evening, Blake. I hope you and you got yours, had a good, happy Easter. We did. We hope that you did as well. Uh, Tony says, Cali born or Cali born boot raised says Canes is very overrated. Well, let me just end this for every LSU fan. Um, if you want LSU to be prominent in NIL and recruiting, you, you be quiet about raising Canes. If you want the D line coach, you want, you might want to eat more raisin canes. Ruh row. You might want to eat more raisin canes. <laughs> uh, Father A Bear says uh, Kentucky lost two or three, not the sweep. Yeah. Excuse me. Come say goodbye. But uh, they got to do a show. Come on. You already had like five five minutes airtime. Say hey. All right. Love you. Bye. Go. Go. Cookie Cookie comes back at Pooh. She says, no, I love the beach. An umbrella is my friend. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Spider-Man. Get out of here. All right. But they got to work. You want to go to the beach or no? All right. Uh, Kenny Fudge says, Tim Cooper is out there, and he is listening just like Carl the Cat. Yeah, old Tim Cooper. Uh, a couple more, then we'll get rolling. Wade McBride says, my wife and kids had uh, canes today. Well, you better eat as much as you can. You better eat as much as you can. Zaxby's is trash, especially the ones in Alabama. <laughs> we need a Publix. We need a Publix. I'm not stopping anything. And you said you spelled stop like the white girl uh, at Starbucks. Stop. Stop. All right. Let's get this thing rolling, though. Let's get this thing rolling. We got a lot to get into before we get into uh, before Carter gets here. All right. Everybody do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on uh, Facebook, Hit the like button, share, share to your own social media pages, share to those groups. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, about 50 away from 5K. 
and about a thousand, I mean a thousand, about five hundred or four hundred away on the Rafino and Joe show. We're still doing the two hundred dollar giveaway. So like, subscribe, notification bell. We greatly appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us on XM Radio, the TuneIn app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Some news might be coming soon, so look out for that as well. But rate, review, and subscribe there no matter what. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, GMVarnoandSons.com. Talk about the D-line search. Let's talk about LSU and South Carolina recap. Let's talk about it all before Carter the Power Bryant joins us at 730. Stay tuned. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Bardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. We're back. <laughs> Doug knows says the D line coaching search is confidential information. Well, I guess it depends on who you are. Uh, Ryan says got a blue, you got a blue store. Who needs a Zaxby's? It's true. It's true. There's a fight outside of uh, the blue store the other night. Heard things got third. Heard things went sideways pretty quickly. Uh, Rick says Carter, the power Bryant in the house from PHL best guest ever go Carter. I agree with that. He's a great guest. Andrew Paul's up. Martin says publics don't want that smoke from Rouse's. I will admit Rouse's done. I've had both and I will admit they do. They are. If, if, when it comes to like pickup chicken, like the pickup chicken Rouse's is up there, but Rouse, it's just different. You know, like, Publix is made with little, you know, like I feel like it's deep south, deep south fried chicken, where Rouse has got that little spicy Cajun kick to it, you know. So it's like Rouse's is like trying to go to Popeyes without waiting in the line. You know what I mean? Rouse's is like going to Popeyes without without waiting in the line. That's what it is. All right, a couple of these, and then we got to we really got to get going. Um, we need Bo Davis as Mike Tiger. We'll see. We'll see. Let me let me start off this because I got a text from Ronnie. So let's get this thing started, y'all. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Uh, I got a text from Ronnie during the break, and Ronnie says this. He says, "Blake, what was up with your Zion comments today? 
There, nothing. I mean, guys, if you watch it so religiously, we don't really talk a lot of Pelicans. I'm a fan. We watch it. I'll tweet about it at night, whatever. Regardless, I, I think some, when it comes to Zion Williamson, I do think some people need to be a little bit more realistic than they have been. Guys have 300-plus NBA games. around. I think it was like 308 when we tweeted it out. He's only played 114 of those regular of, of those 308 regular season games. Came out today that Zion doesn't look like he's going to, even if the Pelicans make a run, he's not going to be ready, conditioning, all that kind of stuff. That I get it. Man's hurt. He's working hard to get back. But at the same time, if, if I go to work 37% of the time, people are going to ask questions. So the only thing I was saying about Zion, does he have the potential to be a Hall of Famer? Yes. Does, is he a great scorer? Yes. Does he, can he rebound? Can he defend? All that stuff. Yes, yes, and yes. Bottom line is, and I've told you this religiously, whether it be LSU football, LSU baseball, which we're about to get into in just a second, it doesn't matter the sport. The best ability is availability. The best ability is availability. So it it doesn't it doesn't matter what he's done in the past. It doesn't matter what he's going to do in the future. If he's not available to play, it doesn't matter if he scores 35 points a game or 12 points a game. If he averaged 30 points a game, okay, in those 114 games that he played, doesn't matter because a guy that's averaged 15 and played 80-something games, 75 games, would still have more points than him, would still have more rebounds, more more assists. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I know. For some reason, the freaking Rudy Pooh, for whatever reason, it's – I don't know. Pooh, you can hear me okay? You can see me okay? All right. All right, last one. We really got to get rolling. Uh, Rick says, hashtag Ask Blake. I feel a chicken sponsor needs to come to AYS Sports soon. Well – Line it up for you, bro. Line it, line it up for me. All right. So let's start off with this. We'll start off with LSU baseball. We'll get to the D-line coach, and then we'll get to spring football because I think it'll lead us into Carter. So over the weekend, you know it, I know it. You watched it. I watched it. Uh, we tweeted about it. It kind of went stupid because Gavin Dugat came up to the plate on Saturday. Bases loaded. You were down four. He hits a grand slam into left center field, ties the game. LSU would go on to win. Gavin Guidry looked really good. It is what it is. You had a canceled Sunday. You win the game on Saturday, but you got beat down on Friday. You know what? To me, to me, you kind of you kind of wash it out in a sense. You kind of wash it out in a sense, right? You faced a top twenty-five, a uh, top five team on the road. You split two games. Five, top five team on the road, and you split two games. Now, let's talk about that. No, sir. No, sir. Go. All right, so you split those two games versus South Carolina. Guys, you're Gavin Dugas' grand slam away of getting swept. Okay, now. I'm not going to rehash what we talked about in the post game. I know that Spectrum was being Rudy Poo, and I, I get all that, and I apologize for all that. In the post game on on Thursday, we talked about, or, or uh, yeah, Thursday, we talked about this. 
it's really difficult. And nobody in the media asked Jay this today. Did he concede the game? It felt like to me, it felt like to me that Jay on Thursday conceded after the rain delay. Now, I get it. It stinks. You probably should move the game up. LSU did it a couple weeks ago with Arkansas. They moved the game up to 12 noon. I get all that. South Carolina is going to South Carolina. Why would they move up the game when it would not benefit them? It didn't benefit them. You get Paul Skeens out. Now, the one thing that everybody talked about in the postgame, and I get it. I get it. All right, well, video's just going to have to be shaky. There's absolutely nothing I can do. There's only one thing I could do. Let me do this. Hold on. So the the only thing that I will say to everybody in reference to, maybe hopefully that will help it, is the simple nature. Paul Skeens got touched up a little bit on, on Thursday. Doesn't bother me. Guys, in three innings, Paul Skeens legitimately went out there and had eight strikeouts of the nine outs. Paul Skeens does not worry me. It's what's going on in the back of that bullpen. It does seem, it does seem as if that you get to a situation where you're in the kind of in the same place that you were a year ago. Now, I don't really know if you are because I think LSU's bullpen a season ago was the reason that got you out of a lot of trouble. The bullpen got you out of a lot of trouble a season ago. You didn't really have guys that were reliable to go out there and start for you. Hopefully, Garrett Edwards, everything's okay. Let's hope that Chase Shores gets an okay report. It doesn't look great. But you're going to have to slug your way through some of this. And Jay said this today uh, in his press conference. I hope that we're a team that had a lot of injuries, that we were able, able to go out there and do some good things. I don't know. Hold on, Pooh. I'm going to do this. Okay, he says I'm good now. All right. Um, so, I don't know why Jay conceded game one. I, 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 I vividly don't understand why he did that. I, I, I would need to know the reason. I don't, and I, let, let me tell you what I don't want to hear either. Well, Skip used to do it. This isn't Skip. He's not Skip. Okay? They came out with their two best dudes to win a game. And it's just tough for me where you could have, you could have, you could have taken both of those games. I just feel like Thursday was a little mismanaged, but let me turn on to that. However, you come out there on a, you come out there on a Friday and you dominate. Late innings, you're down by four, a guy that we continue to talk about. And I will continue to preach this. The bet, this team will go as far as Gavin Dugas allows them. Because at a point in time in the series this weekend, one through four was one of nine, uh, one of seventeen. Then Gavin Dugas came to the plate. Then Dylan Cruz would get a hit. Like a couple of at bats after that. It's South Carolina's a good team. The chances of you seeing them again, whether it be in Hoover or whether it be in Omaha, probably really likely. That team's really good. 
They got the South Carolina has the best freshman in the country. South Car- that Petri kid is the best freshman in the country. Florida is doing some good things. But you do have your your schedule after this weekend in the weekend. You got Mississippi State, you got Georgia, you got Ole Miss, teams that are struggling. You're going to have to sweep some of these weekends. You're going to have to sweep some of these weekends to win the West, to be a number one overall seed. I saw the RPI today, had LSU at number four. I, I, I want to say that South Carolina was at number two. At that given moment, it doesn't really matter what seed you are, if you're number one or you're number four. If you're going to win a natty, you're going to have to beat the best anyway. We'll have to wait and see. In reference to what you got coming out of the bullpen, I think Jay made the smartest decision he could make by going out there and getting Gavin Guidry, going out there and getting a guy that legitimately has shown that he's got stuff, and he's got big-time stuff. Big-time stuff, Gavin Guidry. So we will see LSU again tomorrow. We will see how they continue to battle back. You got a massive weekend, which we'll talk about religiously tomorrow in Kentucky. Let's go get it. You need two of three. Truth be told, truth be told, I don't think you're going to do it. But truth be told, you need a sweep. Well, Blake, there's a lot of season to go. The math doesn't add up. Your math won't add up. Now, you got a lot a lot of weekends you can do it. But you need to go out. I'm not talking about that from a – when I say LSU, I want LSU to go out there and sweep, it's not from a numbers perspective. I still think you're going to be a, uh, one of the top – Regional seeds, I still do think you're going to be a top team. I, I don't mean it like that. When I say I want LSU to go out there and sweep, I think you know it. I think I know it. I think everybody knows it. If you're going to be the number one team, you got to go out there and at some point in a top 15 matchup, go out there and impose your will. Florida's done it. Vandy's done it. Uh, South Carolina's done it. A lot of teams are in that top five have done it. Now it's time to go out there and impose your will. Now, what you're going to get from the bullpen I, Jay mentioned today that Griffin Herring might be this, the the Saturday guy, or what we'll know as formally as your Sunday your Sunday guy. I'm all right with that. You need Nate Ackenhausen to come back, but that bullpen is getting a little thin. You're gonna have to ask some really young guys to step up and be dudes. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. Uh, you're going to have to have lights out performances from guys like Riley Cooper, Christian Little. What do you do with Thatcher Hurd now? Can can Thatcher Hurd come in and give you multiple innings? All right, you can put that up, Pooh. Uh, breaking Ladasia Williams goes 17th overall to the Indiana Fever. Good for her, man. Unsung hero. Unsung hero. You got to love it. All right. We got two minutes before Carter, the power Bryant comes in here. Let me, let me mention this and we'll get to a couple comments. Um, very quickly. We'll talk about this with Carter on this, on the spring practice update. Want to update everybody on what we're hearing around. And look, this is something that we've talked about for a couple weeks. So this isn't really new. I, I guess because this got reposted on USA Today. I, I don't know how and why this got. So if you didn't see it, I, I, I don't even know about our video. I don't know how it got reposted in the USA Today. I asked him to take it down because I don't like the USA Today. Um, but I guess our re- quote-unquote report 
from last week kind of went out there. I do still believe Bo Davis is the dude you go and get. Okay? I still believe that Bo Davis is the guy that LSU is going to target. I think that they, like I've mentioned last week, they're preparing to go out there and get him. Okay? If Bo Davis is ultimately the guy, there's not a better defensive line coach outside of a, I hate to say it like this, outside of an Orgeron, outside of your boy uh, who was with the Steelers now, um, Carl Dunbar. There, there's not a better D-line coach in the country that you can go get right now in the middle of in the middle of spring. So as we sit here today, as we continue to go through this, I think LSU is going to wait until after spring, then you'll have an announcement. Okay? But nevertheless, LSU is gearing up to go make Bo Davis, I, in my opinion, from some things I hear, their next D-line coach. Now, does that transpire? Does that happen? I don't know. You know and I know. If, if, if we're 676 episodes in this thing, if there's one thing that I've learned, one thing that you've learned, one thing that everybody's learned, you say it right now, in 25 seconds, it can change. But I do like, I do like the simple nature I do like the simple nature of how Brian Kelly is attacking this. I like that he's being patient, and I like that there's no panic. There is zero panic from Brian Kelly on this defensive line coaching search. None. That tells me one of two things. Either number one, he's just done it so many times, so it's a routine to him, and he knows he'll get a good guy in here. Or number two, he's got a guy, and you just don't know about it yet. Because he's not conducting – well, let me let me retract what I was going to say. It's not public knowledge of the, of the interviews that he's conducting. We'll see. All right. Let's get to Carter, the power, Bryant. Talking about a good friend, Carol Foss, over at State Farm. Guys, we're back in 45 seconds. Let's talk some more football. We do it next with Carter, the power, Bryant. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with the great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back! Carter, the power, Bryant. So listen, I heard you went to Baton Rouge this weekend and got toned up. Oh, we had a good time, man. That's we not what I asked time. you. Did you go to Baton Rouge this weekend and get torn up? Yes or no? Well, let, let's get everything straight here. Did you go no. to Baton Hold Rouge on. Hold and on. get torn up? Let's lay out a timeline here, okay? Okay, so the answer is yes. No, 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 no. We'll get to that in a second. I went to Point Capi Parish on Friday night to start off. We are going to show some love to New Roads, Louisiana. You mean to tell me that this dude right here is not absolutely blitzed? 
That dude right there is gone, son. I, I was having a good time, man. Bro, you were more gone like the wind. Gone like the wind, baby. No, I had a great time. I really did. Or were you and white girl wasted? I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. I have been far more drunk at Baton Rouge. On a scale of one to ten, I was probably at a seven, maybe. Oh, so you Not were blitzed. Yeah. Carter, anything above a six. I, I will say, once again. We start off on Friday night, where I had a great time in the greatest Louisiana city, which is New Roads, Louisiana. So uh, debatable. Point Capi Parish. This was one of the coolest things. There was a PHL viewer named Zane. He reached out. He said he lived in New Roads. I had no idea. And he brought daiquiris to the crawfish get-together we had on Friday. So... There you go, man. There's nothing better than New Roads. And then Friday, uh, Friday was great. Saturday was even better. Um, I spent some time. This guy did a really cool thing in the community. My friend Ron Brooks. I think you remember him for the 2011. Name uh, drop, name drop. Hey, I'm just saying. I've known Ron for a long time. We used to live down the hall from each other. Name and drop. It, it's not a name drop. It is magnifying. It's a, it's a name drop. No, it is not. No, it is not. Because I am bringing, you know, I know Ron, you've known that. I wanted to shout out players that do free football camps. Not all of them need to be free, but it makes it accessible for players to get work in with a former NFL player. So Saturday was great. And then Saturday night, we had a PHL get together. Uh, some of your close friends, including Presha, shout out to him. We had a great time. We had an absolute yeah, y'all are FaceTiming me at 1230 at night. It was not 1230. It was not 1230. I, I knew when you told me that you weren't coming out, I said, we got to FaceTime Blake because pressure was there. Um, AMAC was there. Jordan was there. We had a good time and FaceTimed and we weren't cool enough for you, man. So if anybody is judging me. 1232, Carter Bryant. 1232. AM. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. You went to Baton Rouge on Friday. I did. We weren't, good, we weren't good enough for you to come out on Saturday. No, you, you're well, first off, let's get this thing. Let's get this thing under. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Some of your viewers are there. Um, that's not true. Yes, pressure. No, I, I thought you meant Friday. Alexis Morris went to the Connecticut Sun. All right. Twenty seconds. Do hey. not spend much time on this. Zion. Yeah. Done in done in New Orleans, yes or no? He's not done. Um, Twenty seconds he'll, now. He'll play. He'll play for New Orleans next year. He's okay. not done. He's not done. All right, let's talk about some LSU football here for for just a quick minute. You did a story slash video about Harold Perkins. Elaborate. Yeah. yeah, obviously this is new for him playing the off ball linebacker position. Like, I think he's going to be fine there. I really do, especially as you've pointed out on this channel plenty of times. Uh, towards the end of the year, you know, th there were he, – he wasn't the same player as he was midway through the season. Some of that was just good scheming by the other team. Everybody played poorly versus Georgia. Everybody played poorly versus Texas A&M on defense for the most part. So it wasn't just him. Those teams out-schemed us, out-coached us, out-played us. Um 
but I am ready, Blake, for the Harold Perkins off-ball linebacker revolution, and I think he's going to be very good there. Now, I know not everyone feels that way. Some people feel he should be an every-down jack linebacker, the same position that B. Joe Gillari played. So stupid. I, I just I just don't think that's his best spot. I think there were a few snaps last year where he did play a traditional off-ball linebacker and like a base set. So he wasn't up on the line of scrimmage. He wasn't out wide of essentially playing, uh, you know, an outside linebacker or a thick nickel. Um, there were times when he was in the box defending the run and he was fine. And there were, you know, instances where you would see some things from spring practice last year and he looked fine there. So, yes, it's a New Jersey number. Yes, it is going to be a new position and to a certain degree, a new Harold Perkins, but he's going to be better. I think this is the beginning of his ascent to being one of the best LSU Tigers of all time. And I think he is going to be a fantastic off-ball linebacker. And one final thing, Blake, that is very important to point out about that position last year. I think you and I both feel comfortable that Omar Spates is going to be one of those off-ball linebackers. Um, the other has a good chance to be someone like Greg Penn, who played a lot of snaps there last year. They love Greg Penn. They love yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, he really plays hard. He is a very solid player. I will tell you, if you go back and watch, and I'd use this game religiously, um, the Alabama game, if he doesn't make some of those tackles, you're in trouble. Because right. Micah Baskerville, for what it's worth, was at times in big games not reliable, Okay. I don't mean that. I don't mean that in the wrong way, but you can just co turn on the film and Greg Penn was there. Uh, let me ask you this: Are you worried about Harold Perkins playing? So let me let me back up. Now go ahead. Do you remember every Monday in February, me and you talked about Harold Perkins, and I came on here and said all the time that he's going on the inside, and people called me nuts. We Carter, we talked about that every single Monday. In February, we talked about that in January for crying out loud. Does it worry you that he in the running game he's going to go up against some of those bigger guards? Because if they get to him, he's in trouble. Like that's what you would think. Does that worry you any? Not really. I, I, I. It doesn't worry as much as him having to set the edge in the box, which is what he would have to do if he was playing. See, I'm more. I'm. I'm. I'm more okay with him setting an edge. Meaning, oh, okay. if there's an outside run, you're not getting away from him. Right. Okay, like, my issue with Harold would be, if they go 32 zone read or 32 zone or 32 inside zone, whatever it may be, and for whatever reason, that guard gets up to the second level. Yeah, it it, it could be an issue. No, I totally, I totally see that. But I also think he's going to be fine there because... Once again, you know, going back to Greg Penn, so bringing up the Alabama game, he did make some huge plays. He made a very huge touchdown-saving tackle uh, before the big interception uh, to Bernard Converse. Right. He also had a few plays where they isolated him, and he missed a few big tackles in that game because Jameer Gibbs is just faster than he is. The bonus of having Harold Perkins at that spot is uh, you can't outrun him. I, I think Jordan or Doug pointed that out 
uh, here in the chat, he is a true sideline to sideline player. But you're all right. You do worry about the downhill um, running, but also Blake, that comes down to scheme and how the defensive line up front is going to perform. And I think this is where Mason Smith steps in. And I know you like Mason a lot. He's going to have to be big for LSU next year. Well, I've said the same. I mean, it's not about right. liking him or not liking him. At some point, he's going to have to step up. I mean, right. And, and look, Mason has one of the highest ceilings of any. LSU I agree with that. I agree interior with that. defensive lineman. Uh, but, you know, he didn't really play that much this past year because of the injury. And then his true freshman season, it was not the best defense for him to play in, right? as a defensive tackle and what they did as a true freshman, there was a lot of get up field as far as you can and make as many plays, which is good for your stats. But there were instances where he can get caught out of the gap he was supposed to be in and there would be a big run. So, you know, next year, if he plays to his capability, the linebackers behind him will be much better. And obviously you have a guy like Omar Spates, who is more than likely going to start next year. And, be that guy be hopefully the leading tackler on the team next year so yeah you do worry about the linebacker room you do worry about the linebacker uh depth to a certain degree especially if you factor in that jack position which is going to be tough to fill and i think one thing blake re-watching all the games from last year ojalari was so good for lsu i he, when you watch him again he just made so many big plays for them last year and who is that guy going to be next year? Is it going to be Ovi? Is it going to be Braden Swinson? Is it going to be uh, Jackson Womack? And the guy with the highest ceiling out of any of those guys is Deshaun Womack. So whoever that person's going to be as that Jack is going to be very key for LSU as well. Let me ask you this. Off the top of your head, from a statistical standpoint, who is the best on the defense? D-line, linebacker, or DB room? Last year? Yep. Man. Just take a guess. I mean, I'm not trying to trip you up. I mean, it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. I'm, cur I'm curious what... Go ahead. Uh, choose. You... Oh, so just off the top of my head, let's see. I would probably, especially relative to expectation, I would probably say the secondary. Secondary gave up less passing yards defensively than the D-line and front seven gave up rushing yards. Let me say that again. You know that, right? No, I'm say it again. The statistically, okay, f through the metrics, okay, meaning if everything is created equal, meaning attempts, all that kind of stuff, did you know that LSU pass defense was better than LSU in the running game? In terms of yards statistically, per play? Yes, yeah, statistically, yards per play, all of it. That's How, crazy. So now what – now – what we kept talking about how bad the secondary is, says whom? No, they were good last year. LSU secondary was good. They, they were mostly good. They saved you. They saved you. I, the Anthony Richardson or Jared Bernard converse, cool, cute, sounds good. I don't, I, I'm not worried about that. I, I'm worried about what's happening up front. I think they get better. Couple, uh, before, a couple more questions, we'll get you out of here, Carter. Couple thoughts on Omar Spates. I know you mentioned him a couple times, but you think he's just a shoe in, obviously. Yeah, I think he's pretty solid. All I right, do. so let's go over to the offensive side where I kind of want to yep. spend most of our time. Let's go. Thoughts let's of go, thoughts of Jane Daniels so far from what you've seen, even though somewhat limited. 
yeah, it's very limited, but obviously physically he does look bigger. And you can also tell he's put in a lot of work, working obviously CJ Stroud, those workouts uh, I heard went well. That was very cool to be out there with Bryce Young and uh, some other SEC quarterbacks are out there, Jackson Dart, the Nico kid at Tennessee. Uh, so that's yeah, awesome. Jackson Dart, and from I'm not going to give my source on there. I think everybody knows that we've been publishing all the Jane Daniel stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, J- dude, did you see Jackson Dart this weekend? I saw that run that they posted. Well, Carter, go look when, when any, anybody as soon as as soon as everybody's done in this show watching the show, go look up Spencer Standard Sanders' stats and go look up Jackson Dart and tell me who's better. Hmm. Spencer Sanders benefited off of being the main runner in the red zone where they would just give it to your boy, what's his name, at Ole Miss, number four. Um, Quinshawn Judkins. Judkins. Okay, Judkins got every carry inside the red zone. So did Spencer Sanders. So I I do think it's interesting more teams moving to that style of football. We talked about that religiously. But you know what's interesting to me? We're not – I don't think we're talking enough about this offense. I, I really don't. Yeah, I, I really don't. You remember how last year, I last year, my big thing was, I don't think the secondary was going to be as bad as everybody thought that they were. I, I've, I, I saw Jared Bernard Converse lock down Kayshawn. Now we know that maybe Kayshawn's not back. But Jared did a lot of good things against a lot of good wide receivers a season ago. I'm going to tell you something, Carter. I, for me, I think this running game for LSU is going to be next level. I I, I just I, yes I, I just don't I, well here's my here's my thing if you're running for 183.9 yards per game last season are, are you not going to get better now now that dictates off of Jaden a little bit obviously okay but, but are we going to sit here Carter and say that they're going to get worse yeah I mean I think you look at the advanced rushing statistics you look at rush yards after contact. There was only one offense in all of college football that had better rush yards after contact than LSU last year. Was that Bama or Georgia? No, it was, it was uh, Texas. And that's because they had Bijan. two. Well, not only him, Roshan Johnson. So they, they had the best. They had two guys that are get drafted in the first two days of the draft, which is really high for running backs. So a lot of that was because of Jaden. A lot of that was because of the gravity he provides to your running game. So, yeah, I mean – LSU rushing the football last year, which is really good. And I think some of that was some really good calls from Mike. One thing LSU did a really good job of last year was on in, in plus territory on these third and sixes and thirds and sevens. They ran the football and they converted, I think, three or four of them in the second part of the season. Um, one versus Alabama uh, when it mattered the most. One versus um, – Ole Miss in the second half of that game that really blew it open. So LSU did a really good job calling uh, the run game last year. Success rate was really good, and a lot of that is because of Jaden's elite ability to run and the zone reads and all of that. Now, I think the big thing, Blake, is going to be the middle of the offensive line. I think we have a good idea who the I, offensive tackle is. I got to be is. honest. I'm not worried about it. Who 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 would be – do you have Mason Lunchford in, in your starting group right now? Pick one. Whichever guard, okay. pick it. I like it. I like it. 
If, so, the, wor- if the worst thing that I'm going to have on the offensive line is Charles Turner, thank you. Oh, yeah. Because no, here's, fu- the, thi- here's the thing with guard, okay? Can you hear me okay? Can you see me okay? I hear you just fine. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing with guard for me. You ready? Yeah. What you going to do with big number 70, what, 76? Is he going to wear 76? Lunsford? No, 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 no. Um, big Lance. Oh, he'll, he'll wear, I think I think he's wearing 53. I think that's his Okay, number. 53? Yeah. Okay. What you going to do? I, I feel like I'm Hulk Hogan. What you going to do, brother, when you okay. got to move Emory Jones to right guard? Could you that imagine? Was- could you imagine? The magnitude. And I'm going to be honest. Why not try Lunsford at center? I get he's 6'7". I get it. Ethan Posick is 6'12", 462 pounds. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. Okay? I, like, I get what you're saying. But if Charles Turner's the worst thing I'm going to see on the offensive line, thank you. I like I, it. I, Carter, I don't think people – here's what I don't think people do in this beat really well. You don't know O-line play, okay? Carter, five five yards per rush, 183.9 yards per game. Carter, 180, let's call it what, 184 yards per game on the ground. And you're going to, what you're trying to tell me is they're going to get worse? I don't think oh, so. Oh, and by the way, at the end of the year, Caleb Jackson might be your starting back. I, I'm glad you and I... We don't agree a thousand percent on much, but I'm I'm part of the Caleb Jackson hype train too, man. Oh, I'm a I'm a Caleb Jackson stand account. I I I, I am all aboard uh, the express. You're here. just not gonna get worse. I like it. I also Ca- think name um, name where the, can you see a scenario? Can you see a scenario where they get worse offensively? Health aside, health aside. Right. If we're all things being equal. Name it. Because Carter, you're not going to get worse wide receiver play. You led the SEC in drops. I don't think Jaden's going to be going to deg- deg- get worse. Right. I think you're better at tight end. Look, we're not, you know what we're not talking about? I'm going to clip this. You know what we're not talking about along that offensive line and, and that running game? Is you got an absolute mammoth of a tight end, two of them coming in and Mac Markway and the Pimpton kid. Yeah. Okay. Now Pimpton's not going to be on the end line, but you got Mason Taylor right. and now, and now you have, dude, he's a, he's a Mac truck, pun intended, pun, pun intended. He's a Mac truck. So you're going to have to sit here and convince me during the off season that they've gotten worse offensively. I'm going to make the bold statement right now. I think LSU is the best offense in the sec. Like Name one better. Best in the SEC. Yeah, go ahead. And, w- go ahead and hit me with Tennessee. Rocky Top, you'll <laughs> always be. Huh? Huh? I'm not gonna pick Tennessee. Um, I, what you got in Georgia? Want- Did you watch Auburn's quarterback play? T.J. Finley still can't hit the broadside of a barn. And that, that's a good point, right? Because sometimes you got to look at relative to the rest of the conference, right? So many different teams have so much activity 
at key positions. So, yeah, I mean, we know what LSU's offense is going to look like more so than the other offenses because there are so many new offensive coordinators and there are so many new quarterbacks. Mike Denbrock's a top five OC in the country. Convince me I'm wrong. Pro Football Focus agrees with you. Pro Football uh, Focus stole that from me two weeks ago in the same exact order. Did you know that? Oh, did you have it? What yeah. Was what, <laughs> what was your order? It was. Uh, I, I think uh, it was. I forget off the top of my head, but I had Denbrock at five, I believe. So, I had Tommy Reese at number one. Oh, you had Tommy Reese at number one? No. You know I, who I, wasn't I, in my top five? So let's go around the SEC. Just you know who wasn't in my top five? Kendall Browse. I'm fine with that. I am. You better be you because he wasted KJ Jefferson's career. He's a horrible OC, brother. He's not as good. He's not as good as the hype tells you. I, I, I won't. I won't say horrible, but in the red zone, he was bad, and he was way too cute last year in very big spots for them right. so oh, i i do i do like i do like what they have with with enos coming back but yeah you know to your point i think lsu very well could be the best offense in the sec name but, name somebody better can you name anybody better but i i want to go back to something you said a minute ago which was can this offense be worse than what they were last year right you said how much how, can they be worse than what they were last year? That's essentially what you said, correct? Correct. All right. What I will say is there were far too many games last year for LSU offensively where they were bad. And the week-to-week consistency needs to be better in every but Carter, position. Even, even in that inconsistency. Okay, because I, I I put that in I I put that into what we talked about too. Name a name an offense that didn't have a a, a down game or two. Name them. Name a team that didn't. Oh no no no! I agree. No, I totally agree. Everybody has bad games, but LSU had too many abysmal games, too many abysmal halves last year, and I don't I, disagree with that. Right, like, and that's just. Yard per play data, that's just everything. And for them to win a national championship, you you can have down games. You can have bad games, but you just can't have as many bad halves as LSU did last year offensively. But you got a quarterback that comes back. You got most of your offense that comes back. As long as Malik Neighbors is healthy, you should be pretty good to go. All right, last one for you. Um, this spring game thing, that coaches are talking about about playing another opponent. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I love it. I this is I've been I went on an SEC program years ago, hammering home this. So basically, what you're saying is Hugh Freeze stole your idea. I I hope everybody steals my idea. It's been floated around. All right, I'm gonna before. throw this. I'm gonna throw this out here to you. I'm gonna okay, throw this out go. here to you. I don't think it works in the spring. Teams teams don't have full rosters. Right. Okay. There are some programs that will get 20 kids in June. Okay. I just don't know the level of competition. I don't know the level of what you're going to see there that's going to make it worthwhile. 
Now, let me tell you what I would do. You ready? What I, you, Let me tell you what I, I would be okay with. That's I'm it. okay with one-on-one run game stuff, like meaning put your run personnel on the field, like just do front seven versus front six of O-line, tight end, D-line, front two linebackers, safety, whatever, however you want to do it. I'm kind of okay with that. I'm okay with seven-on-seven seven. in pads. What I don't know if I'm okay with in 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 September, I mean in uh, in April, is you going out there and hitting one one another. And everybody, the argument that I hear from everybody was, well, Blake, high school teams do it. This isn't high school, okay? Because normally in the spring you play with team, you play against teams that are lower or equal to what you have, right? Carter, I never played a spring football game in my life in high school, not once ever. I dressed out for one, didn't play. I came into the second half, played 20 snaps, and I was out of there. I, so I did play one. But I'm talking about, like, really go in there right. and play a spring. I, it never happened. was playing baseball. We had guys rehabbing. I, I, I just don't. Now, here's my thing. If you want to start, like, OTAs in July – like, start mini camp in July. Let guys run around with coaches. You do it in the NFL. That's why their product is so much better. It's because they have more time with them. If you want to do an early scrimmage on the first weekend in August or second weekend in August, I'm cool with that. I just don't think it benefits anybody playing a game in April that when you got to go April or May, June, July, August, damn near five months before you play again it just uh, that that part doesn't make a lot of sense to me right okay so one quick thing that obviously changes a lot of this is a transfer portal so it is important to note that it did get moved up so transfer portal here starts in five days which is crazy it was yeah it starts friday or saturday correct it's wild yeah so may uh, april 15th it's going to be wild all right oh yeah. uh, so there's going to be more than likely some players uh, for some SEC teams that you may or may not know that will be entering while a spring game is still yet to be played. So, look, it's going to be wild. Be ready for it. And that's another big thing, Blake, is there's so many people that transfers. I, I totally get it with the roster things. You can not play full games. You could say, hey, we're doing 10-minute quarters or it's a running clock uh, throughout. Don't hit the quarterback or whatever. The reason why I like it is college football is unique in that there are no scrimmages. There are no preseason games. And I don't necessarily like that. It is truly the only sport that we have, that we care about, that doesn't have scrimmages, that doesn't have – It's also the games. only – it's also the only roster in, in football that allows you to have 120 people too. So that's even – more to have a spring game. Or, I think it's less because Carter, you you got twenty two starters, forty four guys that are going to play first and second team. What you doing right. with the other 66, 67, 70? But you just but you just said that the rosters are going to be limited. So I, I get that, but I'm talking about. I thought you were talking about in the fall, right? Like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying in general. What this is why I think it's a good thing because these players that are in the spring it does give them something to lead into. These 15 practices over these weeks here, it is cool to have something on the calendar that says, hey, we are playing Northwestern. We are playing 
this school on this day and that gets them fired up you don't go to any school to play college football against your own team and i think it would be brilliant i really do because spring games just don't do anything for anybody even if it's a scrimmage against a team and it's way watered down it's way stripped down they're not going to let the quarterbacks get hit so what right play a game versus someone at least see if it works and uh, make some money. Give us something to look forward to because the spring game right now is just not gutting it, Blake. I'm sorry. I'd, ra- I'd rather go to Zippy's and, and knock down. I don't care backers. about spring. I, I just don't. Huh? I, I think you get the practices, you get you get the rotation, you get the technique. That's all it's for. I don't need a game to tell me all that. All right. We'll see you next Monday, buddy. Don't go to Zippy's and get drunk. Peace. Peace, bud. Cheers. All right. That's Carter the Power Bryant. Always fantastic. Always f- great. All right. Let's do this. Let's get to our very last break. We're going to return. We'll go around your SEC. Matt McMahon's hitting the portal. I'll get my thoughts on that, and then we'll we'll, we'll call it a night. But let's talk about our good friend uh, over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. We're back in 45 seconds. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption, into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair, are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, so we have Alexis Morris getting drafted, LaDasia Williams getting drafted. It's a Tiger night in the WNBA. So congratulations to Alexis Morris, who is headed to the Connecticut Sun, and um, LaDasia, who is heading to the Indiana Fever. Let me touch on this very quickly before we get out of here. Um, so look, okay, I know that LSU's kind of had a gauntlet. They're 7-4 and four inside the SEC. They've played top 10 opponents like South Carolina, uh, Arkansas, Tennessee at the time that they played them. They played A&M, who was in the top 15 when they played them. Still not a very bad team. I think Texas Tech is 20, 20, uh, 20 and 12. Not a bad team. But I will say this that's interesting as we're, uh, as we're closing this out. LSU plays Kentucky this weekend. They're 9-3 and three in the conference. Best start that they've gotten off to in a long time. 750 in the conference. But after this weekend, when you play the top 12 team in Kentucky, this is who you'll have remaining. You have 4-8 and eight Alabama, and no specific order. You have 4-8 and eight Alabama in conference. You have Auburn, who's 4-8. and eight. You have Mississippi State, that's 3-9. and nine. You have Ole Miss, that's 2-10. and 10. And you have Georgia, that is 3-9. and nine. Let me just throw this out here very quickly. I know that, you know, your bullpen has some injuries. You have some guys that you need to really come back, need to get back in that lineup or rotation, I should say. I get it. 
one thing that I'm just really intrigued about with this LSU baseball team is we continue to go through this season. You still got one, two, three, four, five teams to finish this out that you will play that are below, well below 500 in conference. Ole Miss being two and ten, and that's not to say that Ole Miss can't turn this thing around because they can. That's not to say that Mississippi State, who looked like they were going to be the worst SEC baseball team maybe ever, to start off because they're getting run ruled by everybody. They're three and nine. Auburn's had some flashes here and there. But, man, it's going to be something. The one thing I will say, Vanderbilt's 11-1 in conference. South Carolina's 9-2. Florida's 9-3. A lot of these teams, man, in the East are juggernauts. You have a top-20 team in Tennessee that's 5-7. So, I I just really think that LSU's going to hit a late stride here and – Hopefully, they'll take some of these, not just series, maybe they'll sweep some of these opponents late into it. All right, let's get on out of here. It's been a good night. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I don't know if we're going before the game or after the game, but I'll let you know. Until then, we're out of here. Peace out, Girl Scouts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.